Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Thank you guys for joining me each and every week. Last week was kind of a disaster, right? <laughs> we uh, we did not come out of last Sunday in good shape at all. Uh, but we have to move forward. Some of us saw our fantasy hopes die last Sunday in week two, which is unfortunate like me in my most expensive fantasy league. But all we can do is start taking risks. Just push forward. Continue to play the matchups. Continue to be a smart fantasy owner. That's all you can do. You got to take a few more chances. We we, we don't really have a choice, right? So you got to be a little riskier than normal. But we do have an absolutely loaded Sunday for you here at 610 Sports Radio. Smitty's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Send in your lineup questions. I will try to answer those all throughout the show. Royal season finale today. It's unbelievable that baseball is already wrapping things up. The final game for the Kansas City Royals. Final game for Alex Gordon. Starts at 11 with Josh Vernier right here on 610 Sports Radio. Jay Binkley's got you from 10 to 11. Vern takes over at 11. We've got the Royals. And then, of course, our Monday night marathon presented by Edward Jones Financial Advisors starts tonight at midnight. Kramer, is that you and Dusty taking over at midnight? It's me and Bink. Oh, you and Binkley taking over at midnight. And then Dusty Likens is on at 3 a.m. We've got 24 hours of straight nonstop coverage headed into the biggest NFL game of the season, Monday night football between the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. Be locked into 610 all day. Spread the field. <sighs> we got a lot of matchups to get to. The Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Mitch Trubisky has another opportunity to produce for your fantasy roster this week. I know we didn't think we'd be here by week three, but it's true. Mitch has actually been pretty good. I don't have faith that the Bears are like the Bears are the worst 2-0 team in the NFL, in my opinion. I don't have faith that they're going to keep this up and that they're actually going to be like a playoff team. But Mitch has been all right. They put him in good situations, and he's got another good situation this week against an awful Falcons defense that everyone is scoring against right now. Uh, Allen Robinson isn't happy, and he didn't do much last week, but he's got an incredible matchup. He's still getting the targets. He's still getting the volume. Allen Robinson's absolutely in your lineup. Anthony Miller, after a brilliant week one, was a huge letdown last week. 
I think you still have to start him, though. I, I, I think he's still going to have an opportunity this week to really produce for you. I still like Anthony Miller moving forward. Uh, and David Montgomery coming off of a monster game in another smash spot. The Falcons actually haven't been uh, too bad against opposing running backs, but I think that really has more to do with the fact that everyone can pass on them. You just don't have to run against them because passing is just the easier thing to do against them. And David Montgomery has been involved in the passing game. Like Tart Tart Cohen. I don't know why the bears gave Tart Cohen a new contract because they aren't using him at all right now. He can't be anywhere near your fantasy lineup, but David Montgomery is a must play. Julio Jones is a legitimate game time decision. And there's reason to believe that he might not go this week. He re-aggravated a hamstring injury and he did absolutely nothing in your fantasy lineup. So I think that Julio, if he plays, he still has to be in your lineup probably. But if I can find a replacement for him, like if I manage to pick up Russell Gage, I would 100% play Russell Gage this week over Julio Jones. Because last week, Julio, Julio did drop a long touchdown. Super frustrating. But if he's this hurt to where they're taking it right up to game time to decide whether or not he's going to play, he could just be out there as a decoy. So I, I, I don't I don't want to put Julio in my lineup at all this week. I think Russell Gage absolutely needs to be in your lineup. Calvin Ridley, don't need to spend much time on him. Calvin Ridley's the number one fantasy wide receiver through two weeks of the season. He's been absolutely incredible. Put him in your lineup. And Hayden Hurst should have a, another nice game today. I, I like Hayden Hurst a lot. He's going in your lineup. Todd Gurley. I'm done with Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley just looks like he is done, man. Like it, he went from being an MVP contender a couple of years ago to looking like he just has nothing left in those days. I don't want Todd Gurley anywhere near my lineup. The Los Angeles Rams at the Buffalo Bills. I don't like this game very much. I, I do think the Rams are going to win this game. Uh, the Bills haven't played anybody and everybody's talking about Josh Allen is an MVP. He's been absolutely lights out. I just don't trust the bills in this one and the Rams defense has looked a lot better, but uh, I, I also don't really trust the Rams offensive weapons because I still think the bills defense is very good. So Malcolm Brown looked great week one, but then he broke a finger last week. Cam Akers is already out because he's got rib damage or, or, or something to the cartilage inside your ribs. That sounds awful. And then suddenly Daryl Henderson, who was the forgotten third back last year's second round pick was a monster last week. They're still saying Malcolm Brown's expected to play, so he's still listed as a starter, but Daryl Henderson's the guy you want in this matchup. Uh, the Bill, but the Bills' defense is tough, so I don't I don't love it, but I guess if I'm going to put any offensive player in my lineup in this game, I guess it's going to be Daryl Henderson. And, I mean, Cooper Cup out of the slot, he hasn't done much for you so far this season. I think he can get right today because uh, the, mat the matchup against this Bills' secondary is best coming out of the slot. You're not starting Robert Woods against Tredavious White. And Tyler Higby coming off a monster game last week. He's probably got to be in your lineup because you don't have a tight end that's better than Tyler Higby. But the Bills have been really, really good against opposing tight ends. So I'm not starting him uh, expecting the type of performance that he put on last week. Uh, and Josh Allen has to be in your lineup. He's just been absolutely dominant. And then Devin Singletary actually should get full uh, full workload this week because Zach Moss has already been ruled out. TJ Yeldon may be involved, but you're not worried about TJ Yeldon. So Devin Singletary, actually the one area where the Rams have really struggled so far this season is against opposing rushers. So Devin Singletary could be in for a good game today. He, he of course, his upside is always going to be capped because Josh Allen's basically their red zone running back. That's how they've been using Zach Moss too. So with no Zach Moss today, I'd expect Josh Allen to run a couple of touchdowns in. Uh, as far as his wide receivers go, 
I'm not going anywhere near Stefan Diggs today. I'm not going anywhere near John Brown. Uh, the Rams secondary is still very good. And I'm not just talking about Jalen Ramsey. They, they've just been good across the board. Uh, so I don't want to play any of those Bills wide receivers. Uh, the Washington football team at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were bad against opposing rushers last season, but they've been really good against opposing rushers so far this year. That makes me want to bench Antonio Gibson. I love Antonio Gibson, and he's getting more and more snaps each week. Love to see that. This is a brutal matchup for him. The Browns have been great against good rushing attacks. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily define the Washington football team as a good offense or a good rushing attack just yet. So I don't want Antonio Gibson in my lineup as much as it hurts me. And you're not going anywhere near Peyton Barber or J.D. McKissick. It, they shouldn't even be on your roster. Just go ahead and drop those guys. Um, I do like Terry today, though. The Browns' secondary is just brutalized right now. Like, they're just suffering all kinds of injuries. I, Denzel Ward is still a dominant player, and he's been excellent so far this season. So that has me a little weary. But I think they're going to move Terry all over the place to try to, to try to get the better matchups. So I still like Terry a lot. I really like Logan Thomas. Uh He's been getting a ton of targets, hasn't done a ton of them yet, hasn't had a, a a big, like, explosive game just yet, but he's getting the opportunity, and the opportunity is there today against a Cleveland defense that really struggles against opposing tight ends. Uh, as far as Washington goes, or as far as the Browns go, uh, Washington's defense has been really nasty up front so far, and they're a valuable fantasy asset, actually, uh, but... I'm still putting Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in my lineup. Kevin Stavansky wants to run the ball. That's what he wants his offense to do. I think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are still going to get plenty of opportunity, even against a uh, Washington defense. It's been pretty solid against the run so far this year. Um, and then I'm still playing Odell. It feels like we turned a corner last week with Odell Beckham. I, I, I'm still not plugging him in as my like legit week one or wide receiver one every week. I still think that he's got to be kind of a matchup play until he proves that he still has that juice. But Odell is in my lineup this week and Jarvis Landry's been banged up, but this is a good matchup for him. So as long as he's ready to roll, I'm putting Jarvis Landry in my lineup. Austin Hooper belongs on your way for wire. Do not do not put him into your lineup. The Tennessee Titans at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings secondary is straight up garbage. And they're particularly bad against opposing tight ends. So I love Johnny Smith this week. Johnny Smith is the top tight end in all of fantasy football. He's been an absolute monster. He's got to be in your lineup. Uh, the Vikings are missing two starting linebackers. So they're not going to be able to cover Johnny Smith whatsoever. Derrick Henry should eat this week as well. He He's had a quiet start to the year uh, and probably not what you want to see from last season's leading rusher, but that's the way he starts every season. I don't know why it doesn't make sense, but no AJ Brown in this game. So Derrick Henry's going to get a ton of opportunities today. Corey Davis also a start for me. Everyone has been torching this Viking secondary. So with no AJ Brown, Corey Davis is going to get a ton of opportunity. He's got to be in your fantasy lineup. The Titans run defense hasn't been quite as dominant this year. So I don't love Dalvin cook, but who are you going to put in your lineup over Dalvin cook? I'm not playing him in any of my daily lineups. That's for sure. But Dalvin cook has to be in your season long lineup just because he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, despite having like what looks like a good matchup on paper, the Vikings offense has been absolutely brutal. So I don't like Adam Thielen. I, I know he's going to get all the targets and there's an opportunity against a, a banged up Titan secondary, but I don't want Adam Thielen in my lineup right now. I don't want Kirk cousins in my lineup and I don't want any of the Vikings tight ends. Let's get to weather. Storm warnings with Steve. 
We should be clear across the NFL today. No rain in the projected forecast. Fantastic. I don't need any rain today. I don't want any injuries today. We're getting out of this weekend healthy. We're going to move on. We're going to continue through the season, and we're going to thrive, and we're going to win, baby. Let's get after it. Need a quick timeout, but when we get back, the Arrowhead Pride Fantasy Locks of the Week. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. We're always trying to eat surf and turf, baby. Space Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I'll continue to answer those all throughout the show. We still have a ton of matchups to get to coming up in about 15 minutes. Sportsillustrated.com. Ben Heisler going to join me as always as we preview week three of NFL action. Go line goat. This week, it's got to be my guy, Jeff Wilson. Uh, the Niners have a great matchup with the Giants. And, and of course, Jarek McKinnon was the popular play. No Raheem Mostert this week. No Tevin Coleman. There's potential for the Niners to be without both of those players for a couple of weeks. So Jarek McKinnon, who's looked really, really good in limited opportunity so far this season, has a huge opportunity today to be the lead back for the 49ers. But Jeff Wilson, we need to understand that Jeff Wilson has seen a ton of work in this offense before, and he's been successful. Last season, at one point, he was their clear-cut goal line running back. I think he's going to step right into that opportunity today. I don't think Jarek McKinnon sees any touches inside the 10-yard line today. I think that's going to be all Jeff Wilson. I think Jeff Wilson gets a touchdown today. I think that Jeff Wilson should be in each and every lineup. I think he's got a real opportunity. I still like McKinnon. I'm not saying I don't like McKinnon. Um, and I'd still play both of them. I just think that the Niners want to use multiple running backs. They, they, they don't like just having one lead back. They use multiple running backs. I think Jeff Wilson's a guy you need to pick up and put in your lineup this morning. Loud wrong. Ronald Jones did manage a touchdown last week. So I guess I wasn't that wrong about this, but I thought that was really going to be his, his breakout game. He had an opportunity in this thing to, to, certify himself as an every week starter in a good, strong Tampa Bay offense. And after the first drive, everything was going great. And then Raul Jones fumbled the ball and Leonard Fournette pounced. He came in. Leonard Fournette was absolutely awesome Had over a hundred yards on like 12 carries and a touchdown. Leonard Fournette looks like he's probably going to be the star. Although Bruce Arians did claim this week that moving forward, they're still going to use both guys. So Keep an eye on it. There might be a timeshare, but I feel like it's just got to be Leonard Fournette's job. And we all know that Bruce Arians is a liar. All birds. The stack lineup is in play today. The Dallas Cowboys and the Seattle Seahawks is going to be an absolute monster game. Offensive explosion. Both of these defenses can't stop a passing game to save their lives. I love the Dallas Cowboys today. It's actually the Seahawks. Seahawks fans are probably frustrated with their defense because their their defense, their secondary is actually good and talented. The Seahawks just can't generate a pass rush at all. And so that's crushing their secondary because they can't get after the quarterback. So everybody's been able to pass on the Seahawks so far. And that that's what the Cowboys have to be able to do. So I'm putting Dak in my lineup. I'm putting Zeke in my lineup. I'm putting Amari Cooper in my lineup. And I'm either, I might change my mind on this one, but it's either Michael Gallup or CeeDee Lynn. 
So Michael Gallup was a guy that we were all really high on, and I, I'm still high on Gallup. I still think that he's a really talented player, but he hasn't been getting as many targets as CeeDee Lamb. That's obviously concerning. He just hasn't been getting enough looks each game. Amari Cooper's a clear-cut number one. Gallup just hasn't been getting enough targets. I still think that he could explode. Like, he's a big play wide receiver. I love him in this game. I think that Gallup has a ton of upside this week. And I also love Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly going against Carolina Panthers, the worst run defense in all of football. Joshua Kelly's been an absolute monster. He's a great value in all daily sites this week. I think Joshua Kelly has to be in your lineup. And my guy, Deontay Johnson, is certifying himself as a clear-cut number one wide receiver. I absolutely love Deontay Johnson. He's got a fantastic matchup. I like Jordan Reed again this week. With no George Kittle, Jordan Reed caught caught a couple of touchdowns last week, and he looked good doing it. I think that the the Niners still have no pass catchers available besides rookie Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne, who have a tough matchup. I still think that Jordan Reed is going to get plenty of opportunity today. And I really like Zach Pascal, the forgotten man in Indy, because when Paris Campbell went down last week, Zach Pascal got a lot of snaps and everybody's going to be looking at Michael Pittman. He's the popular play. I think Zach Pascal's a good value. He he had value last season in fantasy. And I think that he's going to have value this week against a awful, awful Jets secondary. So I like Zach Pascal in my lineups quite a bit. Let's get to a couple more games before we take a quick timeout. The Las Vegas Raiders at the New England Patriots. Josh Jacobs leads the NFL in touches in the first two weeks of the season. He was banged up this week, but he's an absolute lock in your lineup. I, it's a tough matchup, but you can't bench Josh Jacobs. He's just he's just bit, looked too good so far this season. He, he looks like he is an absolute elite player. Uh, I don't want any other Raider besides Darren Waller going against the Patriots defense that's still strong. I know Russell Wilson torched them last week, but Derek Carr isn't Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's just just the MVP right now. Uh, Henry Ruggs is actually out in this game. Brian Edwards hasn't done enough for me to even consider starting him or rostering him. Same goes for Hunter Renfro. Uh, Waller was also banged up this week as well, and he might see Stefan Gilmore. Like Bill Belichick is known to do that because there's no wide receivers uh, for the Raiders that you're scared of. So Bill Belichick knows Oh, we just got to shut down Waller and they won't be able to pass on us. So, so there's, there's a serious, serious opportunity here where Stefan Gilmore is covering Darren Waller. I don't like that, but Darren Waller's just been so good. You can't bench him. Uh, Cam's been incredible. He's an every week start. He's a top five fantasy quarterback. And he needs to be in your lineup each and every week. Uh, as long as that continues, uh, he, he's just the Patriots starting running back now because Sony Michelle has been absolutely awful. James white might not go in this one. Cam's an every week starter. Julian Edelman's become a monster too. Julian Edelman had the best fantasy game of his career last week. So Julian Edelman has a real connection with cam. He's got to be in your lineup. And I don't hate Nikhil Harry this week. Nikhil Harry has been getting a ton of targets. Like he's, he's getting plenty of opportunity. He hasn't done much with that opportunity just yet, but he's getting the looks. He's getting enough looks to be considered a, a starter in a, in a lot of fantasy football lineups. And I think he's got an opportunity against a very bad Raiders secondary. I, I don't want anybody else for the New England Patriots today, though. Uh, the Niners at the Giants. I've talked about this one a lot already. I really like Nick Mullins against the Giants this week. We've seen Mullins produce before, and the Giants have already given up five passing touchdowns this season uh, th- through two weeks. That's five passing touchdowns. So, I don't like any of the Niners pass catchers because I don't trust any of them, 
But Mullins likes to throw to running backs a lot. He did that. He did that when he got time a couple of seasons ago. So I think that he could he could throw at Jarek McKinnon quite a bit today. That's why I like Jarek McKinnon. And then of course Jeff Wilson, I love is the goal line running back. And I really like Jordan Reed too. It's actually a tough matchup. The Giants have been pretty good against opposing tight ends. They just don't have anybody else to throw to. And I think the Kyle Shanahan's going to scheme some things for Jordan Reed the way he does George Kittle. Uh, as far as the Giants go, Deion Lewis, I would think, will still be the lead back this week. I know they signed Devontae Freeman this week, but he just got signed a couple of days ago. He doesn't know the playbook yet. I know it's easy for running backs to just step in and go. Uh, you don't necessarily have to know the playbook as a running back, but I would imagine they're going to get him up to speed. And, you know, if you added Devontae Freeman, great. He's going to have value the rest of the season, I would imagine. But Devontae Freeman was bad last year. Like, like and he's been... He's been trying out for all these teams and waiting for the right opportunity because he still wants to prove that he's a starting running back, but he was straight up awful last year. So I, I just don't, I don't want any part of this. This wasn't a backfield that I was targeting on the way for wire this week. Um, and you, you can't play Wayne Gallman or anything like that. I, I do like Darius Slayton though. The, the Niners defense has still been really good despite all of the injuries. Uh, but Slayton's the Giants number one wide receiver and I, I don't hate this matchup because they've still been giving up opportunities to wide receivers Richard Sherman's still on IR they've got they've got injuries all across the board the Niners do I still think the Niners win this game but I like Darius Slayton a lot and I kind of like Golden Tate as a, as a deep dart throw this week Evan Ingram hasn't done enough for me to start him on a weekly basis and the Niners defense has been absolutely elite against opposing tight ends the Cincinnati Bengals at the Philadelphia Eagles Joe Mixon is starting to concern fantasy owners. Um, I, I don't know why they paid him. If Zach Taylor doesn't want to use him like he's an every down back. Uh, the Eagles haven't been the top end rushing defense so far this season that we expected like they were last season. Um, so I think, the, I think that Mixon still has a good opportunity this week. And, you know, he started slow last season uh, to the frustration of fantasy owners. I don't know why Giovanni Bernard is getting so much opportunity after they just paid Joe Mixon. It doesn't make any sense. Mixon's a, a perfectly capable pass catching running back. Uh, I, I have to imagine that changes at some point. I, I just have to, I, I have to believe in Zach Taylor that he's not that dumb. Uh, Joe Burrows looked great, but I still don't want to start him on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, la last week, he was solid, but it was more just about throwing 60 passes. He's certainly not going to do that every week. AJ Green's been targeted 22 times this season and has done absolutely nothing with it. I, I, I think that AJ Green's going to turn things around. I think that he's too talented of a player. I don't think that he's completely washed up or anything like that, uh, but he can't be in your lineup a until he produces. AJ Green cannot be in your weekly starting lineup anymore. Uh, I do like Tyler Boyd, though. He he has been the Bengals' best wide receiver. He's a guy that should be in your weekly starting lineup over A.J. Green. And I don't hate Drew Sample either. Uh, if you don't have a tight end, Burrow likes to throw to his tight ends. This isn't a great matchup, but I, but I actually like Drew Sample this week. Uh, Miles Sanders should be in for a good game against the Bengals' poor defense, so he's obviously in your lineup. I don't want to play any other Eagle right now besides the Eagles' tight ends. I'm not playing Carson Wentz. Uh, Jalen Rieger's hurt now. He's on IR. Alshon Jeffrey's still not ready. I'm not playing Deshaun Jackson. I talked myself into that week one. I already got burned by that. Deshaun Jackson doesn't look like he's the same player. They just have no pass catchers outside of these tight ends. It does. It is good for Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard because they're going to get weekly volume. So you can play both of those guys, but I don't trust Carson Wentz at all moving forward. He is a matchup dependent quarterback from now on the Houston Texans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
The Texans also look really bad. Uh, I still think there's value in this offense, but I don't want to fire them up against a good Steelers defense. The Steelers defense, I know they gave up some points last week to Jeff Driscoll in the Denver Broncos, but I think that was more when the Broncos started suffering a bunch of injuries. Pittsburgh was like, oh, we got this. And and, and they just kind of took the rest of the game off and they still won. Uh, Will Fuller really let you down last week. He's He's supposedly healthy, though, and you still expect him to get the volume. He is the Texans' most talented wide receiver. He's just not a straight-up number one wide receiver. So Will Fuller's a guy that I'm still putting into my lineup. Cook saw more targets last week, but he still wasn't great with those targets. I I, I just don't trust any of this Houston Texans offense. I'm benching Deshaun Watson this week. I do like Jordan Aikens at tight end. You, You need to roster him right now. I wouldn't play him this week, but if he's available on your waiver wire, I would pick him up and put him on my bench because he's actually been very solid through the first two weeks of the season. Seems like he's starting to ascend to be their starting tight end. And the Texans like to throw to tight ends a lot. That's why Darren Fells had a lot of fantasy value last season. So Jordan Aikens, a guy that needs to be added in all leagues. Uh, James Connor should be in your lineup. He became the workhorse again last week, as we expected. Uh, Deontay Johnson uh, is, is getting a third of the Steelers targets. He's been awesome. Deontay Johnson looks like he is a bona fide number one wide receiver. I absolutely love him in this game. Uh, the Texan secondary is still super questionable. Uh, Juju is banged up right now and he hasn't been getting a ton of targets, but he's been producing with the, all of the opportunity that he's been getting. I think he has to be in your lineup. Uh, the Steelers tight ends are absolutely awful. Don't go anywhere near Eric Ebron or uh, Vance McDonald. Uh, I love Ben against a bad Texan secondary. So he's obviously in my lineup. Also another guy you need to add right now, if he's available on your waiver wire, Chase Claypool, he's not getting a ton of opportunity. He's getting very, very limited snaps, but he's the Steelers deep threat. Like, like what we thought James Washington could be. They're basically just throwing Chase Claypool in there a handful of times, each games, each game, and just saying, go deep. You're bigger than everybody else. Chase Claypool's nuts. He's like six, five, 240 pounds and just runs a four, four Like it's unbelievable. He's that big and he can move that way, but he had an 84 yard touchdown last week. Like they're putting him in and just saying, go deep. Ben's going to throw it up to you. He's getting a handful of those a, a game. If he gets an uptick in snap counts, which he should, as long as he continues to produce chase Claypool's a guy that needs to be rostered in all leagues. The Steelers have supported three fantasy wide receivers before they're going to throw it a ton. So he needs to be added in all leagues. Uh, we need to hit a quick timeout when we get back sportsillustrated.com's Ben Heisler fantasy football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into fantasy football Sunday. As always, each and every Sunday at this time, I, I guess, except, except for last week, you were, you were out last week, but, uh, our good friend from sportsillustrated.com, gambling and fantasy expert. Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. Heiss, I hope the fantasy injury apocalypse managed to miss you last week. You know what? Uh, in a couple leagues, it did as far as week two. However, it, it, there, there's always something that's sneaking in. Like, I have George Kittle everywhere. And while he didn't get hurt in week two, he got hurt in week one, and now he's out again for week three. <laughs> yeah. uh, Devontae Adams, I have him, and that's a guy that's possibly going to miss week three as well. So I didn't lose like the, the you know Christian McCaffrey's or the Saquon Barkley's or the Cortland Sutton's, uh, but it's the other guys that all dealt with their injuries in week one that are now basically completely out of the mix. Miles Sanders I have everywhere. So yeah, let's, let's hope for a, help, a happy and healthy week three. 
Yeah, it's as the week's gone on, the injuries have just continued to get yeah. worse. It just more and more people keep dropping like flies. And I guess we expected a little bit of that because of the weird off season, but I've just never seen anything like last week. It was it, it was just unbelievable. It's I had I saw in my biggest money league, I saw all of my hopes and dreams just nosedive in and that that was like at noon too. I didn't even make it to the afternoon games. Right, exactly. Imagine that you just know that you're done, and the afternoon slate hasn't even hit yet. Normally, you're like, okay, well, uh, if, if Devonte Adams catches eight touchdowns, you know, I still have a chance. Like you're trying to talk yourself into any sort of winning scenario, regardless of, of how uh, you know how nuts it could be. But yeah, that that's what happened last week when Saquon went down, when McCaffrey goes down. Sutton's done for the year. It just was. It just took a, a big old trident and sunk it into the hearts of fantasy football fans everywhere. It was a brutal week, um, and now you're already seeing some weird news with, with, with what's happening with the Raiders and some of their injuries. Uh, this is already shaping up to be another very bizarre week, Serta, and I just hope that even in the bizarreness, uh, you're still able to keep some health. And, and so for the fantasy managers like myself, uh, you know, Mike Davis, Derek McKinnon were were really popular ads. Daryl Henderson, out, out of a lot of those guys, the popular pickups from this week. Which which guys are you looking to put in your lineup today who have good matchups? Probably McKinnon is at the top of that list. I just think he stacks up so well against the future Jets defense that hasn't stopped anybody. Um, that, listen, I know that you know Greg Williams has actually had a fairly decent history of stopping the run, and the Jets have been fairly decent at it over the last couple of years. The, the issue is that they're just nicked up everywhere. They don't seem particularly motivated to play for Adam Gase. And conversely, you know, if you're on the 49ers side, you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your number one wide receiver and you don't have your number one or number two running back. And you don't have the best blocking tight end in the NFL to help clear the path for them. So that's why I think McKinnon makes a lot of sense because he's that pass catching dynamic running back a guy that they signed you know, a couple of years ago to be that versatile weapon for them. And he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Now, is there some concern about putting that guy on the MetLife Stadium turf after losing half your team last week? Yeah, that, that's definitely going to play a factor for me. But assuming that he's able to give it a go and remain healthy throughout the course of the game, uh, I think McKinnon is a terrific player. I also like his teammate, Jeffrey Wilson. I think they're going to give him more carries than people are, gonna, are, are likely leading on. He's gotten plenty of goal line work in the past. I think he could vulture maybe a touchdown or two in this game. Uh, so the 49ers running backs in particular have really stood out to me. And you brought up Mike Davis. I, I think what was encouraging about him is that the Panthers really didn't change his usage. They almost treated him like Christian McCaffrey. And while he's certainly not CMC, the fact that he caught all eight of his targets, uh, that he got 70-plus yards, uh, told me that, okay, like this is someone that Bridgewater is going to throw to. He's going to become a part of the passing game. Paul McCaffrey is on injured reserve, and I don't think that changes much this week. Yeah, and, and Mike Davis, especially in PPR, I think is going to have a ton of value over the next month. I, I don't necessarily love his matchup today, so I'm with you. I would probably lean more McKinnon or Wilson. I'm just scared for the touchdown upside with McKinnon because I, I do think that Jeff Wilson is just going to be the goal line back, so I don't think McKinnon's going to get those opportunities. Yeah, and again, that's sort of been a history with the 49ers before. Like, they like Wilson around the goal line. They know that um, he's going to get those extra tough yards, and that's been a calling card for him. So, um, 
You know, if you're kind of in a really desperate spot for a running back and you're hoping that he falls into the end zone twice, uh, he's very much in play today. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we expected to have one of the best offenses in the NFL, and they haven't been healthy yet. Like, we haven't seen it at full power today. Chris Godwin should be back. Mike Evans is healthy. We should see them at full strength today. But Bruce Arians this week was just like, we don't throw to tight ends. That's not what we do in my offense. So can we just go ahead and drop Gronk? Because if you've been putting him in your lineup, you've gotten absolutely nothing from him, and you're probably 0-2. Yeah. Yeah, no. Drop Gronk. Drop O.J. Howard. It just, there's no relevancy there. And this has been a calling card of Bruce Arians for a long time. Now, um, I, I've I've always liked him as a coach. I think he's a pretty honest guy, and I, I think a lot of his offensive philosophies in the modern NFL work really well. But the idea that you just don't throw to talented people that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. To me. Like Brady <laughs> yeah. has had a history. Brady's had a history of of connecting with Rob Gronkowski, and you also and, and also if you're Bruce Arians, you came into the season saying he looks like the Gronk from five years ago. So if you have five-year-ago Gronk on your team, arguably the greatest receiving tight end of all time, Why? just because your offense says we don't throw to tight ends, it, that, that doesn't make sense to me. So, um, you know, I'm kinda, I've been kind of fading Tampa Bay a lot this year. Um, I mean, I have Godwin in a couple of leagues. I, I didn't have a lot of interest in Mike Evans. Um, you know, I, I ran Scotty Miller last week, and that ran my team into the ground with his one catch for seven yards and his drop touchdown. Um, you know, I... I, I don't like the matchup for them, even against the banged-up Denver team. I, I think an older team going to mile high with multiple guys coming back from injury uh, doesn't necessarily set up well. And I think Denver's just going to play extremely slow on offense. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, it's not a great matchup for him, but the Bucks are actually the fifth-worst team in the NFL at stopping pass-catching running backs. So if, if Denver's smart, and I don't necessarily know that they are on the offensive side of the ball, they will find plenty of opportunities for Melvin Gordon in the passing game because that's that's their only way they're going to win. Like that's their help me Obi Obi Wan. You're my only hope, and that's pretty much the only Star Wars reference that I know. But <laughs> regardless, they they need Melvin Gordon because they have nobody left. So they don't have their starting quarterback. They don't have Philip Lindsay. Cortland Sutton's done for the year. A little bit of Noah Fant and a bunch of Melvin Gordon and time of possession, kind of like what the Raiders did. Uh, last week against the Saints, just run it up and down all over them. And I think that's the only way that the Broncos at home can stay in this game and try and wear them out in the, uh, in the altitude. I picked the Bucks and Survivor this week, so I, so I, need, <laughs> I, I need Denver to just be awful. So that, I, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get the pick, but I, I just kind of feel like once Tampa Bay like has a couple weeks of everybody together, then they'll start to look a lot more consistent. I wasn't on the team of, of everybody saying Tom Brady is washed and he's finished because it's always going to be matchup dependent. It wasn't a good matchup on the road against the Saints with a brand new team. Conversely, the Saints, everybody's ready to throw Drew Brees off of a cliff. Um, he's back home against the Packers that have put up a lot of points, but they've been against what the Detroit Lions and um, Oh my goodness! I don't even remember who they played in in week one, but it wasn't a particularly fearsome opponent. Um, so I, I think the Saints are going to be just fine. I think Breeze bounces back this week. Like I, we're all so tempted, sort of, to just chuck away these forty-plus-year-old quarterbacks, but they're they're still around for a reason, and you just can't do it after one game. There's just too much of a sample size that indicates that they're going to be okay otherwise. 
Yeah, I'm, I, I don't have Drew Brees anywhere, and I actually do think the Saints are going to win this game because I, I think they're better than what we saw against the Raiders, but I actually picked the Raiders to win that game over the Saints uh, because I do think that Sean Payton has been working really hard over the last few years to kind of mask the things that Drew Brees can't do anymore. And so, when he, so when he doesn't have Michael Thomas, he gets really exposed for the things that he can't do anymore which is why I wasn't targeting him in any of my fantasy leagues. But I don't think you need to, like, drop Drew Brees. I just think that he's more of a matchup-dependent quarterback now. And I think the Packers, they haven't really played anybody. We're out here acting like the Packers are one of the best teams in the NFL, and they very well could be, but they might not have Devontae Adams in this game. And if they don't have Devontae Adams, I don't want to go anywhere near the Packers. Uh, before we get out of here, we got to preview this Monday night matchup. It's the biggest game of the season. I think it's a, it's the one game that we've all been waiting for since the NFL season started. Chiefs and Ravens. This looks like a good fantasy matchup on paper, but I'm not convinced that it's going to be like, like, like we're, I, I feel like some people are billing it as kind of like that Chiefs Rams game from a couple of years ago, like 2.0. No. It's not going to be that, right? Like th- this Ravens defense is straight up elite. And it's going to give the Chiefs some problems. I don't know if they're necessarily going to give them a ton of problems. It's a very good defense. And I I do expect some points to be scored. But, I mean, right now we're looking at a total that's around, what, 52 and a half, 53. Um, And I think that's just, you know, actually it's already moved up from 52 uh, to upwards of 54, 54 and a half. Um, These are just two really talented offenses. and, And the Ravens do have, a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they've, they've neutralized, um, you know, a Cleveland Browns offense with Baker and Odell uh, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt week one. Uh, Deshaun Watson really sort of took the, the Texans out of the game in week two. It's just I, I don't see them holding back Kansas City. I, I just think they were just kind of out of sync last week against the Chargers. Like nothing really was seeming to work out. Watkins goes down with a concussion. Uh, you know, Tyreek was able to get in the end zone, but uh, it, it took a while to sort of get them there. I, I think they're going to be okay. And the, I was talking to you off the air about this, Serta. The idea that, that Kansas City with Mahomes uh, on the road getting three and a half points, um, I, I, it, it feels like a trap to me. Like, I, I went ahead and grabbed Kansas City. I bet them at plus three and a half because I just felt like, when am I going to get this opportunity with Mahomes to get three and a hook? in a game that I think that they can win against Baltimore. But at the same time, I feel like everybody else is probably thinking that too, and I wonder whether or not Baltimore uh, has just been circling this game for the last you know year or so, ready to go, ready to execute a perfect game plan, despite the fact that they're 0-2 uh, against Mahomes and Kansas City over the last couple of years. This is in Baltimore, but there's no fans in the stands. There's not that much of a home field advantage. And I just wonder what I'm missing here. Um, I, I do think there's going to be some points scored, though. I think we're we're in disagreement about that. Like I, to me, I don't think you sit any of your stars from either Kansas City or Baltimore, with the exception of maybe like Mark Ingram or the Baltimore running game, just because you don't know who it's going to be. But I'm I'm still playing all of my Kansas City and all of my Baltimore relevant fantasy players for sure. Yeah, I I mean I don't, I don't think this is going to wind up being like a like a seventeen to ten game or something I, like I'm with that. You there. Yeah, yeah, like it's. There's going to be some points, but I, but I do I do just see this being kind of like 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 a physical matchup where you know it's it's going to take the few the few explosive plays that the Chiefs can get to score points because I do think that they're going to struggle to move the ball a little bit 
And I'm actually picking the Ravens this week. Like, like you just said, I think that the Ravens have been waiting for this game. I think that Lamar Jackson has been waiting for this game. That defense is really good. Marcus Peters gets to go against the Chiefs. I, I, I just think that the Ravens have more things aligning for them headed into Monday night than the Chiefs do right now. That's perfectly fair. I mean, they've played better than the Chiefs. And conversely, I, I kind of look at that and say, well, it's a week-to-week league. The Chiefs have had the Ravens number the last couple of years. Remember, they've, they've gotten off the pretty big leads against Baltimore, and then they've let the Ravens kind of climb back in. So I think from a game plan perspective, from scheming the Raiders, or the Raiders, the Ravens, I should say, um, you know, Andy Reid's done a really good job. And then they've kind of just taken their foot off the gas pedal and let Baltimore come right back in. Um, at the same time, we didn't know Lamar Jackson was going to be this Lamar Jackson. So that's changed a lot over the last year or so as well. He's gained a ton of confidence, and he's ready to prove doubters wrong against them. I think it'll be a fantastic game. Like, I cannot wait for this game. I just think it's going to be uh, – it's just the, the idea that Kansas City is that much of an underdog, considering their recent string of success, to me feels like it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's, it doesn't feel great, but uh... – Follow him on Twitter at Benny Heiss. We talk to him each and every week. Thanks, Ben. Go win some games. Let's do it, Sarah. Talk to you next week. Smay's Garage Burger and Beer text line 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I'll try to answer those over the last few minutes of the show. We need to hit a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll finish up some matchups. Fantasy Football Sunday with Steven Serta. Welcome back into Fantasy Football Sunday. I am your host, Steven Serta. Somebody's Garage Burgers and Beer. Text line 913-576-7610. Text in your lineup questions. I will answer those over the next 10 minutes. My guy, Jay Binkley, coming up at 10 o'clock. He's got you from 10 to 11. And then at 11, you're going to want to be, well, you should be locked in all day. But a, a special at 11 today, a special opportunity to be locked in because it is the last Vern's pregame show of the season. Royals final game of the season starts at noon today. Vern takes over at 11 right here on 610 Sports Radio. Need to get to our final matchups, but before we do that, let's get to the top off player of the week. Top off player of the week. Deontay Johnson had his breakout game last week. He's leading the Steelers in targets and looks like the best wide receiver on the team. Johnson is a wide receiver, one moving forward in what's going to be a high volume passing offense as long as Ben stays on the field. I absolutely love Deontay Johnson. I've got shares of him all over the place. Please stay healthy. Please continue to thrive. You're a baller. I love you, Deontay Johnson. Let's get to our final matchups. The Panthers at the Chargers. Austin Eckler and Joshua Kelly are going off today. Uh, it's been a year, a full calendar year, really over a year since the last time the Panthers didn't allow a rushing touchdown. They're the worst run defense in the NFL. Both of these dudes have to be in your lineup today. I love Joshua Kelly and Austin Eckler. The Panthers defense is so bad. Keenan Allen's in your lineup today. Mike Williams in your lineup today. Uh, I think Justin Herbert is, is a sneaky play. He, he's a cheap option in, in daily. I think he's got an opportunity to produce again this week, coming off of a, a huge performance on short notice against Kansas City Chiefs last week. I think Justin Herbert's uh, a, a solid play. And, and Keenan Allen looked great last week. I think he's got to be in your lineup along with Mike Williams. I think Mike Williams has a huge opportunity to really produce today. I like him a lot. He's another cheap option that I would absolutely insert to my lineup. 
And Hunter Henry's been super solid over the first couple of weeks of the season, so he's got to be in your lineup. Now, as far as the Panthers go, Mike Davis was one of the most popular added running backs this week. If you're, if you had, especially if you had Christian McCaffrey, you're dealing with running back injuries, or if you had Saquon Barkley, Mike Davis has a big opportunity to produce. He he's going to be the lead back. They've already said as much, but this is a bad matchup. The chargers defense is really, really good. I, I know they put Melvin Ingram on IR this week, so that's going to help a little bit, but I still don't want to start Mike Davis. I, I still think that this Chargers defense is, is is super talented. So I don't want to put Mike Davis in my lineup just yet, but I do think he's got some value coming up on the schedule. Uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson have both been great uh, and, and they're both getting plenty of targets. It's a clear one and two option, uh, but they haven't played a secondary as strong as this one. So I don't really love either one this week, but I understand if you have to play them, they're going to get volume. They're going to get opportunity. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Bucks say they're still going to split work with Leonard with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Ronald looked gate out of the gate last week, and then he fumbled. And of course, Leonard Fournette became the dude, and he looked like a baller. I'd expect Leonard Fournette to get, to be the actual guy moving forward. I think he's just a more talented player. Uh, but I, I mean, it, we can't trust Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians just lies. He he, it's like he gets enjoyment out of lying to all of us. So I think that Ronald Jones still has value. Like I'm not just cutting Ronald Jones, uh, but I think Leonard's the guy that you have to start moving forward. I don't think you can just put Ronald Jones into your weekly lineup anymore. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both back and they, they both say that they're healthy. I like both of them this week against a very banged up Broncos defense. They still don't have cornerback AJ Boye. I, I I like both of them. I think they, they've both got a big opportunity today and, and me and Ben Heiser talked about it a little bit. I like Tom Brady moving forward in this offense, but I think Tom Brady is a matchup dependent player. Uh, so I think you can't start him this week going against a, a Broncos team that is pretty devastated by injuries right now. Uh, and you can't play Gronk or OJ Howard and you can probably drop both of them to be completely honest. Uh, you aren't playing Jeff Driscoll, uh, so so don't even consider that. Phil Lindsay might be back in this game, but I still don't want to play him. Uh, the Bucks' run defense has still been really good, but they do actually offer up opportunity for the passing game. So so I think that Melvin Gordon actually can still be in your lineup. Saying he's going to have opportunity. They don't have Cortland Sutton. Jerry Judy's banged up, but he's expected to go in this game. Uh the Bucks secondary has been okay, but they're still giving up a lot of receptions to wide receivers. So I do like Jerry Judy and I actually KJ Hamler is a super deep dart throw for me this week. I'm adding KJ Hamler in multiple leagues. He got a ton of routes in his first game last week. I think KJ Hamler is a guy that's going to get heavily involved in the offense moving forward. I think that he's a guy that deserves to be rostered and he's got opportunity to produce. Uh, no offense, an absolute baller. He should just be in your weekly lineup. The Lions at the Cardinals, Kenny Galladay might be back, so he needs to be in your lineup if he is active in this one. The Cardinals secondary isn't good, and Patrick Peterson just isn't quite the same player anymore. He just looks old. Uh, Matthew Stafford hasn't been good this year, but if Galladay is back, I think Matthew Stafford needs to be in your lineup. He's due for a breakout game, and I think he could do it against these Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals had the worst tight end defense in the league last year, but they've actually been better this season. I still think he could start TJ Hawkinson though. Uh, he's been producing on a, on a small amount of targets, but I still like him this week against a bad tight end defense. Stay away from the lions running backs. You can't start any of them. Uh, if you have to start one, I guess Deandre Swift's the guy, but I don't want to start any of those three guys. I uh, love Kyler Murray this week. Uh, he should be in your weekly lineup. Christian Kirk's out. Obviously you're going to play Deandre Hopkins and, and 
I mean, Larry Fitzgerald or Andy Isabella. Andy Isabella actually had a, a quiet, nice game last week. One of those guys can, might, might be a, a deep dart throw if uh, if you want to take a chance in daily this week. But DeAndre Hopkins, obviously, your lock. I think Kenyon Drake has a chance to finally break out this week. Aaron Jones destroyed them last week. I love Kenyon Drake this week. Cowboy Seahawks stat game. You got to play everybody here. You got to get each and every one of these viable offensive weapons into your lineup. It, it's an unbelievable matchup and the chiefs at the Ravens. Listen, I don't believe that this is going to be like a, a massive scoring game, like, like, like an unbelievable uh, offensive explosion where each team puts up like 400 yards of offense or anything like that. But you're not sitting Patrick Mahomes. You're not sitting Travis Kelsey. You're not sitting Tyreek Hill and you're not sitting Clyde. You have to play all of your key chiefs offensive contributors. Uh, I'm certainly not playing Sammy Watkins this week though. It sounds like he's probably going to go. He cleared the concussion protocol. I think, I don't know. They make that official Binkley. I think they did. Uh, he, he practiced the last couple of days. Uh, McCall Hardman just hasn't done enough for me to put him in my weekly lineup. He, he, he still belongs on your roster. I'm not saying drop him. I still think he has potential to break out at some point. But don't put him into your weekly lineup. Uh, as far as the Ravens go, you got to start Lamar Jackson. I think you got to start Hollywood. You got to start Mark Andrews. I don't trust any of the other bat, uh, any of the other pass catchers in this game. And as far as their backs go, like Mark Ingram has been bad, but I still think you have to play Mark Ingram. I'm willing to take a chance on J.K. Dobbins this week. He hasn't been getting enough work. Gus Edwards had ten carries last week, but I think Dobbins is the best player. They got that you have to unleash your offensive weapons in this game if you want to beat the Chiefs. I think J.K. Dobbins might have an opportunity this week. It's certainly a dart throw, so I don't blame you if you don't feel comfortable doing it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening each and every week. Let's go win some matchups. My guy Jay Binkley coming up next. Vern following him immediately after that for the final Royals game of the season. I'll talk to you next week. 610 Sports Radio is the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, which means we have the opportunity to talk to Patrick Mahomes one-on-one every Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.